team is one of those teams you hate because they're so gritty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hate like that, like when, like 2015, I'm jumping ahead, but like that Kansas City Royal team against the Mets, even though the Mets, like it shocked everybody from mid-season on how hot they got and to go that far. And I was like, all right, um, like, well, I was like, look, remember the ALCS with the Royals and the Blue Jays? And I was like, part of me was like, please don't, please don't let them, please let, I hope the Blue Jays, because <laughs> the Royals is just, it's scrap. They didn't really have a superstar, but they were just scrappy, annoying guys like Moustakis, uh, Kane. Um, the, their staff wasn't good. I think, who was on us that was a Jeff Super? It was, no, I might be jumping uh, ahead, but it, 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 it was very Chris Young. Uh, it was, that that Royals uh, staff was very right. Like, it, it, was it, wasn't smart. it was it wasn't compared to our young guns with Harvey and Syndergaard and um, Degrom. It was it was it was just you know it was, it, but they played small ball. I hate that that Kansas City Royals team. Oh God, I hate that team. Yeah, that, that <laughs> Royals team. The thing about them is that they were kind of uniquely built to counteract exactly what made the Mets so good in that postseason. Because as you, and certainly as I remember, the Mets went right through the Cubs. Because oh, man, the they really were, did. Yeah, the Cubs were a high-power, very high-strikeout team in 2015. And against Harvey and his prime and Syndergaard and DeGrom, I mean, that's you're just playing into their strength. Yeah, the Cubs had all the young hitters. Right. And the... Uh... The Cubs had the young offense. Mets had the young uh, arms. Right. And what the Royals did offensively was they were one of the few teams of the past decade where they didn't walk a ton, but the thing was they didn't strike out. And so they would contact. They they were very aggressive. And they were contacts. Alcides Escobar getting in your head. (laughs) Syndergaard has got to throw up and in on him in game three. You know that something has gone wrong. Yeah, definitely. It's it, one of the the things too. I mean, they lost in five, but I remember Daniel Murphy. Fuck him. Was so <laughs> Sorry. he was he, so I know why, but yeah, Daniel Murphy, who was so hot in the whole postseason, mm-hmm. was on fire. Ended up falling asleep. A lot of bats fell asleep in the World Series. Cespedes, I think, was riding a horse or. Played golf before a game, and his Learn back. From Wade Boggs, you're supposed to ride the horse after you win the series. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. But he, they, they all their bats went to bed. They, they yep. did not know what the hell to do. Right after that, um, Murphy fell asleep. Cespedes fell asleep. Granderson, I think, was keeping him alive. Conforto was keeping him alive. Everybody else bats fell asleep, uh, and then mental. I remember Cespedes made that mental error in game one playing that ball in center field and it was just it was it was it was yeah. like all right this 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 might uh this might be painful <laughs> I, I have a theory about uh daniel murphy in that world series that up until the world series began perhaps he kind of had stayed in the baseball bubble but i think before game one someone had informed him of the obergefell decision that summer and he realized oh shit gay marriage is legal and just went into a total depression yeah 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 don't mix your um your beliefs with your baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when your beliefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that got him in a lot of trouble, man. Uh, Not with it been the same since after. Wait, did, what, he, I know he went to Washington and he was playing okay. I think he was hitting 400. Yeah, he's, had, he's had really good beginning year. of year. He's having a good yeah. year with Colorado so far this year. I mean, yeah. 
one of those guys who has elite contact skills and in this yeah. game that really plays but uh, yeah just not, has, and, and a lot of errors the fielding right. he, he didn't have a position yeah and now like his whole Mets career yeah his whole Met career third base second base first bit like they moved him around so much so that can probably fuck with him yeah you know what i'm saying ironically has trouble handling balls who knew yeah (laughs) i'm gonna keep up with these jokes because that's murphy's the worst Uh, yeah let's let's try try that transition here uh speaking of balls jokes this is the three strikes are out podcast part of the outsports podcast network the outsports baseball podcast episode number 38 the mike montgomery episode world series hero from 2016 my name is ken schultz contributing writer to outsports and baseball prospectus and still let's just call it comedian because at this point if you're part of that job it's just essentially saying yeah i'm still a comic what are you gonna do (laughs) who's actually working right now to say i'm not yeah. <laughs> Other voice you were hearing on uh, this conversation is also a uh, a outstanding comedian in the New York City scene and the host of the podcast Rooting for Laundry, Johnny McDonald. Joining me here. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Johnny Mack, it is a pleasure. I, w- I wish we could hooked up. We could have hooked up that that time I was out there, man. That would have been fun. Yeah, that was <laughs> when I was living in the suburbs. Which uh, right, right, give me like if it would have been six months later. I'm living right now a ten minute L ride from Wrigley, so it would have been just wow. like that getting me there. Wow, but I would have had to at that point because if we want to go back to success of my comedy career, I would have had to borrow my dad's car to drive yeah. into the L train <laughs> to take the train to the city. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anytime you're in Chicago and they actually like let fans in, by all means. I know, man. I, I had so much fun that uh, that um, that time I went to. That's my second time in Wrigley. Nice. First time it was 2004, I want to say. Awesome. Or maybe 2004, 2005. But I was more of a spectator because they weren't playing the Mets. They were, you know, they were playing the Astros at the time, and I happened to be. You know, coming to Chicago, um, a girl I was dating at the time planned this trip out. So, you know, Wrigley Field definitely on a bucket list. I remember bleacher seats were very, very expensive at the time. with forty dollars, and I'm like, what? <laughs> forty dollars is a bargain now. Yeah, and my first bleacher game, I saw two fights. That's probably. Uh, <laughs> That's yep. probably typical and probably uh, on the low end. That's right. It's like, no, it's only two. Huh? Yep. <laughs> and the security guard asked me, it's like, it looks like you're not having fun. I was like, well, I'm just spectating. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't have a rooting interest for either team. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> you know like, uh, should I punch someone? Is, is I know. That <laughs> it's, doing one of those. <laughs> it's like um, one of that scene in the naked gun or like a scene in married with children. Everybody just starts <laughs> bar fighting. Just like, yeah. they got why Reggie. am I punching you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, just, now you'd see, uh, maybe the fights might be calmed down because they're even more expensive now. But now the thing in the bleachers is like trying to figure out how many beer cups they can stack on top of one another, make like a snake. Yeah. Like so. it, it, it's probably like, yeah, the, the next time I went, which was two, 2018, two years ago, I actually lucked out and got, I don't know how much, I don't think I paid much for the seats. And I don't think I bought a seat for my kid. My kid was two, so I didn't have to buy a seat for it. Was my kid two? No, my kid was one. So I didn't have, definitely didn't have to buy a seat for him. So it was me and my wife. I I know I didn't pay that much because I think it was a continuation of a rainout. It was um 
the it was a rain out the night before and then they they start up restart the game um from the i guess it was an extra inning game so they restart yeah. the game cubs won that one of course yeah. uh, you know um, in that one i think yeah yeah and then the second game and it was raining too hmm. so um we went there we bought you know we, we took the l train which was like you know I, I get this time, I, the first time, I, I think when you do something the first time, you don't do it the right way, or you don't feel like the first time I went to Chicago in 2004, we stayed at like a Holiday Inn right by the O'Hare, and we rented a car, because I was so used, even though I'm a New Yorker, I'm from Queens, but I'm from the kind of the outskirts of Queens where you kind of need a car. It's like how you were describing, like, I guess, living in the suburbs, like Rosemont or whatever part of, you know, it's kind of me. I live on the borderline on Long Island. So it was kind of like, you know, I don't need a car, but a car goes a long way if you have one, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's how I did it the first time. I drove out to Wrigley Field, drove around hours just to find a parking space. So what you're telling me is you, you paid 50 bucks for parking the first time. I don't think I, I'm, I'm very cheap. So I was one of those guys like I'm not paying for parking. <laughs> I will drive Look, around on space. Good. Yeah. Until yeah. I find the space and I found this. No, or, or I think my my girlfriend at the time actually had a friend in Chicago and we ended up going after the game. She had, a, a I guess, a party it was like a gathering and like they lived right. I think they all went to DePaul and DePaul is not that far from there. Right. If I'm mm -hmm. correct. So they had like a lot of like college kids smoking and drinking and stuff like that so it was like you know i was younger then even though i didn't partake in stuff like that but <laughs> depaul is a good was, catholic school sir yeah <laughs> the blue devils right yes. the blue demons the blue demons. demons yes yeah so i think she said oh you can park by my place and then walk to the game and i was like oh okay so like i did it all wrong this time i'm bringing my kid on the l train and one thing one thing i i like what was beautiful about chicago is just how I guess surprisingly clean things are. I love hearing that from every New Yorker. Yes, it's the first yeah. I'm pretty, pretty sure it's like this is like place. cliche now. It's like well, just New York. It's it's filthy and just too many, too many fucking people. That's yeah. the whole thing. The way I describe Chicago to New Yorkers is that so much of what makes New York great is also in Chicago, but there's space. Yeah, <laughs> there is space, and I was fortunate enough to like I did. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna plan it out. Do it big, get a hotel right in the right in the heart of the city, if it's downtown cause Chicago, right by the Riverwalk. And I think they just opened up. I think it's probably the first or second year the Riverwalk had an actual walk. Yep. Which was cool as hell because like my wife was like, I'm gonna take a walk on the thing. It looks so cool. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm tired. So, <laughs> so she went down, we walked, we walked on the river, we did the boat tour, we did we did everything that I didn't do the first time I went there. And now if I come again, whatever, this is over or whatever, I know what to do, I know where to go. My wife and sort of myself, are, you know, my wife's a hardcore vegan, so we found a vegan spot. So like, oh, this is so good and this is good, you know what I'm saying? We found mm -hmm. the right spots for her and for me, like I'm, I'm I've been eating a vegan. I, I'm a fake vegan. Everybody calls me out on my bullshit. <laughs> like, I'll be vegan. I'll be vegan for like 10 weeks. 
And then um, I don't know if you were at a gathering with me. We went to Brian's house. I brought all this vegan stuff. And he was like, what the Brian fuck? McGinnis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian McGinnis would have no quarter for vegan stuff in the house. Yeah, she was like, he was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you bringing, like, he's like, was, it was this fake chicken? You might as well just eat <laughs> chicken. And I was like, you got a point. <laughs> but in, it's in like Chicago, I think uh, there certain neighborhoods in Chicago, vegan cooking is essentially, ah, you like the vegan stuff? Uh, here's a pepper off the Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> and, and, and that's like, like I say, I call it like a fake vegan because that day I wanted to try like mm-hmm. everything Chicago. I had the oh, beef yeah. sandwich, which is like kind of like, you know, well, similar, but it's not similar to a Philly cheesesteak. Of course, it's like two different things. Oh, it's better. Like it's. I think they're 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 they have their different qualities. Yeah, cheese, you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's a different genre because the cheesesteak, the beef is is thicker, and the point is you have the cheese and the peppers and the onions on top. Uh-huh. And the Italian beef, it's it's shaved, so it's super thin. And the point is that you dunk it in in the juice with all juice. The yeah, the juice meat. makes the thing. And like, I the really good Italian beef sandwich is one where when you pick it up, the bread is utterly ruined. Yeah, <laughs> if it's wet. Yes, and then 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 it's like yeah, it's, <laughs> that's that's when it's good. Yep. But um, I even though like the only time I had it was at Wrigley, I didn't go to oh, even though I went God. to the yeah. <laughs> so it's probably there like places, uh, there are places I need to take you, young Padawan. I, I definitely know there's better places, but everything else I went to. Uh, uh where did I go? Because it's funny. Like I'll I'll say I'll probably say a place and be like ah uh, nah. <laughs> you got it all wrong, bro. I'm I'm still learning myself too. So yeah, I went to uh, what's it? Port is it Portillos? Portillos, yeah. That's that's. Is that a good one or is that one of that yeah, commercial that, oh, that's bullshit? A good one. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's like <laughs> like not, that's like one. going to McDonald's, man. <laughs> it's the one that's that's branched out into chains throughout the suburbs, so it's it's the most well known one. Uh, there are definitely better sandwiches in the city, but Portillos is very good. Yeah, I had the um, Maxwell Street hot dog, the Maxwell Street. Dog and the regular dog, the the Chicago style with the lettuce, tomato, the the pickle, pickles, you know, the, yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. different dog, and it's it's just fun to taste those different experiences out there. Uh, pizza, I did. Unfortunately, what I do, I know you're probably with me. <laughs> it, it wasn't Uno. Was it Giordano's? Giordano's, yeah, it's Giordano's. That's- is- considered kind of touristy but it's it's still yeah I mean, it's stuffed pizza so it's it's yeah good. yeah so we, yeah uh, so i had that my wife is just watching me <laughs> and judging me yeah <laughs> and she's like our kid like she's like well he has to eat i was like sorry right, so we got him spaghetti <laughs> but then that's that's our that's our little like yeah like i point. like I, I i'm vegan for the sake of my kid i sold out for the sake of my family but when i'm out i won't i won't be if i'm hanging with you in chicago i'm not going to be a dick you're like oh, you're <laughs> vegan. Ah, then why'd you come here <laughs> <laughs> why'd you come to the midwest then yeah <laughs> you know oh, so. so as as a mets fan uh since we're coming off of a, a very mets week of baseball here yeah. uh you had the lead story <laughs> this week uh I gotta ask, just just walk me through your baseball Sunday when we found out that Yoenis uh, Cespedes had not shown up to the ballpark, and the Mets for a while said they didn't know where he was. Like, how did you find out that, that um, he was at the Magic City Strip Club in Atlanta? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> drove by, saw saw a horse out front. <laughs> 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 it's like Yoenis Cespedes 
<laughs> rode a horse. Cespedes <laughs> kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, well, Cespedes hasn't been, like I said, we had a good year and a half of Cespedes. That half a season he came in in 2015, which led us to winning the pennant. And the 2016, where we end up uh, losing the one game, playing game to the Giants. Um, and that was it, you know, injured in the most bizarre injuries, uh, swinging in a golf, <laughs> you know, just doing, do, doing stuff. He's like, really? You did that? You played a pickup <laughs> game of basketball? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or he, he's like, you, 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 just the things he's done. And he hasn't, it hasn't been right ever since. And we were hoping because 2020, you know, the first year of DH and I, I'm, I'm kind of like National League purist. I kind of, I kind of like, like National League was like kind of like chess moves where like you take a picture. Uh, I, I kind of appreciate, appreciate double switching, you know what I'm saying? And playing, you know, it's like, oh, you take the picture out. Now the pinch hitter will go in and play second base. And the pitcher spot will be where the pinch hitter, you know, yeah. the relief pitch where the where the position player was saying. I kind of like all those those chess moves yeah. with this National League. I, I, I like about the old National League style of play, which unfortunately looks like it's gone away forever. Uh, yeah. People always uh, DH people who advocate for the DH are always saying, "Ah, you want to see pitchers bat? Who wants to see that?" And of course, that's, that's <laughs> no fun unless it's like Madison Bumgarner. But yeah, uh, <laughs> what I like alone. <laughs> oh, definitely Bartolo, hundred percent. Yeah, that that moment in San Diego, just just yeah. that alone should be uh -huh. justification for batting. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what I like is when you get to the end of a game and you look back at your scorecard or you look back at the box score and you realize that the manager had to use every single player on his bench and most of his. Mm -hmm. I like games where the entire team has to get involved, and when yeah. you have DH, that almost never happens. You'll have like maybe one or two substitutions, but those are mm -hmm. rote, like and. And you don't have to worry about like how this affects your lineup two innings down the road. So I, that, that to me is, is the thing that I'm going to miss most is, is just the ability to use everybody on a roster in one game. I yeah. That uh -huh. particularly cool about baseball. Yeah. I like, like I said, I like the chess moves. I like, you can use everybody. If you look at a box score, like um, I'm going to uh, like, Oh, like in the, in the Mets, like the 2000 Mets, like Lenny Harris was a big pitch hitter and yeah. like pinch hitter, second base. <laughs> then he was like, then I like, I like, Oh, like when a game comes back from commercial or half the innings over, it's like, all right, Lenny Harris moves from second base to left field. <laughs> Anderson Hernandez trying to play him in the parking lot. Pinch hit in the six moves from second to third. Uh, Dave <laughs> Smith moves from first to second. And pitching is the center fielder because they ran out of pitchers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I kind of miss those, like, everybody shifting around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So with the DH, which, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to give it a chance. It's, 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 it's and that's the thing about baseball with, I guess, the old school and the new school. It's like the National League and American League were so separate. You know, coming up, remember, you know, they didn't even have interleague play. You know what I'm saying? I so yeah, first fifteen years of my life they didn't have interleague. Yeah, Absolutely. so like now and then when interleague play came on, it was it's kind of weird, kind of getting used to, but it it created like you know with the Cubs, White Sox. Now you know they play some meaningful games now. Where the Mets, Yankees, they also play meaningful games, and people really you know get behind it, They're like bragging rights for the city. Because sometimes it all depends the positions of both 
both teams, you know what I'm saying? And the majority of the time, the Yankees are in, but the Mets suck. When both teams are good, it's kind of fun. But when yeah. it's lopsided, you're like, oh, God, screw this. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> same with the Cubs and White Sox, probably the same thing. But at many you know, this year, yes. Yeah. So uh, it's like use Cespedes as DH this year. Oh yeah, that was the, that was the point. I was like, all right, you can, you know, you, there's no pressure having him, you know, in the outfield for any reason. Just you know, put him to DH. But it, you know, that's a bat. If anything, he's known for it, definitely his bat. You know what I'm saying? So solid fielder because I know he played center and left. You know, for the most part. But DH would be a, definitely a just a cool thing to have now because now everybody now in the National League has that extra bet. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll get used to it. It's fine if you have an extra bet. And maybe it's a good thing for pitchers. I'm not saying usually like, um, like most pitchers don't get injured from hitting, but it might take, you know, it might preserve, you know what I'm saying? When guys, you know, like a pitcher, like, all right, now I really don't have to take batting practice. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, absolutely. And especially if the a, pitchers are going down left and right. Yeah. It's not the same. We're like, you know, back in the day when, you know, you'll have guys throw a full night, complete game was like, you know, that's what we grew up on. Like a complete game was like, you know, okay, do a complete game. Now a complete game might be an accomplishment or it might be like, ah, you don't want to keep him out there that long. He might not be able to pitch the next game. <laughs> so uh, when did you find out that Cespedes just was okay as like, he wasn't, I was, I was watching the game and just waiting to hear something and hoping not to hear anything like too bad. Like hopefully he didn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, there were a couple innings that went by where they just didn't clarify it. So they did, and they didn't hear from him. They yeah. like really like we haven't heard. We called him. <laughs> he didn't pick up his phone. He presumably so, not to own an iPhone. Yeah. So in 2020, in this world we live in, mm-hmm. which might be the last year of all our lives, <laughs> is just you know you just hope for the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like all right, oh, yeah. let me just. Yeah, before we drag them, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we end up getting dragged. It's like, oh, really? Just like he did. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to play. I don't want to get sick. And yeah. I don't blame him. Not but, at all. you know, at the end of the day, yeah, just give somebody a call. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you book me for a show, even though comedy is <laughs> different, because if someone like a lot of people want other comedians, are like, yeah, I hope he passes out in the subway so I can take it out. <laughs> so I can get a spot. <laughs> but it's... um you know, at the end of the day, if I don't come to your function or I don't come to anything you invite me to, I was like, oh, well, you know, if you called, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, that, that is the part you know, that I, I do get from Mets, Mets management is that, yeah, yeah just, just, just a, a heads up would be nice. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily it means a, 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 good, a good reason to then, like, drag the player out in front of the media and just kind of throw everything on him when yeah. clearly leaving because, as, as we found out later, his mom is ill. And, yeah, uh, you obviously that's the priority and should be the priority in your life. Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, similar situations have happened. Like if you don't hear from a like a team, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, in all types of sports. Um, as a Knicks fan, I remember uh, Derrick Rose went missing, and he and um, Chicago native, and um, he um, he had a family issue. So sometimes when your family, you know, it comes first, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you're like, all right, they can wait, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just a sport at the end of the day, 
you know, yeah. I got to Especially if it's like a serious health issue, like that rightfully dominates your mind and gets in your headspace. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's your emotion. Like, yeah, I'd like, yeah, the right thing to do would be to call. I mean, yeah. you know, I've worked in, you know, I've had crummy jobs where somebody would call out because something happened. My mother's sick. It's like, oh, <laughs> I got to stay here and uh, do a double. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I understand. You know what I'm saying? It happens. Yeah. But if you just communicate, you know, right. that's all. So I, I see it kind of from the Mets, you know, and we live in a world where we we more celebrate the negative than the positive. So like people just dragging people. <laughs> is, is he getting dragged second. in New York still? Because of that? Uh, well, he's always been because after, like I said, after that good year and a half, you know, he hasn't played and he he's had that once he got the money, he's like it has he has that persona like he doesn't really I don't want to say he doesn't care because I don't know. But he has that option. just like, all right, I'm getting this fat check. If I come back, great. I think last year it was the same. He didn't want to rush coming back. So he's like, well, I'm not, you know, <laughs> but he was no sense of urgency. Two broken, two broken feet, wasn't he last year? Like that's. You kind of need yeah, it, to play baseball. Like even yeah, yeah, you, def, you definitely do. But it's like, you know, I, I knew after a while, after the nagging injuries, like I didn't my I didn't put all my uh, eggs in the Cespedes basket. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was, I, I, was, I was done with Cespedes <laughs> like yeah. two years ago. I, I was yeah, like, I, all right, if he comes back, it's a plus if he comes back. But if he doesn't, it, it's, it's, it's nothing new to me because I'm used to him not being there. Mm. So. Yeah, there is a certain point as a fan where you kind of got to just accept that him being injured tends to be the reality. And then at least for me, I know with players like that, my mindset tends to switch of, okay, so if he comes back and is healthy and then I just consider that a bonus at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly where I consider it. I didn't like, remember like, um, he's like, he's coming back for his bet. I'm not saying he's an, he's a, he's an average fielder. He's not a great fielder. So, and he's still an outfielder at the end of the day. And you have um, better, more, you know, guys to play to play out there. So it was like, if he came back, he's definitely coming back for his bat. But if he doesn't come back, it is what it is. So, you know, I'm more worried about uh, Alonzo right now. Yeah. I, you know, like I'm thinking the home run derby curse is real. <laughs> it's that. I mean, if your home run derby curse is real more than a year later, that's, that's a problem. Jesus. Yeah, he, he doesn't look good right now. And it's like, and I think Judge was part of that curse too because he won it the year before. And mm-hmm. last year, he didn't have his greatest year. And he, he was injured he a was lot. Injured for, yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's like now I'm like, well, damn, we just got to ban people from that. <laughs> you're going to have, I think like the next uh, big all-star attraction is going to be like uh Pitcher no. home run derby or a bunt <laughs> derby. Then bring back Bartolo. Yeah. <laughs> bring it or have a bunt derby. Let's see who can yeah. who can drag a bunt without Fundamentals hitting the – derby. There we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I can maybe ease your mind a bit, uh, as I recall, like back in the day, Ken Griffey Jr. used to regularly win home run derby. And uh, I yeah. think you're not all right, if, if memory yeah, serves. Yeah, yeah. He's a w- – w- w- or did he? Because I mean, after he left Seattle, it was he wasn't really the same. Not injuries, I mean, but yeah, it, he put up a pretty damn Hall of Fame career. Oh yeah, he, no, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But like after Seattle, I know those Cincinnati years were definitely yeah. hobbled. But that, yeah, that was injuries, so. injuries too. I mean, yeah, yeah, so it was yeah, it was just really I don't know if that's part of the curse or you know, 
but... and we're still talking in terms of Alonzo. This is still a two week sample size. That's... Yeah, it's definitely, and it's a shortened, like it's a shortened season. I'm already part of me is throwing in the towel. <laughs> that's the best just the right I know. I, I I fear for Jacob Degrom's sanity right now because he's the guy that you know he'll win one nothing games. And he might be the offense too. He might be the guy that hits the home run. Yeah. <laughs> or so hit, take this. Gets so, uh, on the Cubs TV about a week ago, uh, Len Casper, the Cubs play-by-play guy, threw out just as like a hypothetical something that had occurred to him that this is the first year where a pitcher can throw a 10-inning perfect game and lose. Because once you get to the 10th inning, you have the ghost runner. So mm-hmm. they can, you know, move yeah. the, third, the ground up to the right side, sack fly <laughs> gets him in, and then you lose one nothing. That's it? And yeah. as soon as he mentioned that, uh, I pictured like all of D- Jacob DeGrom's teammates just looking at him <laughs> and going, we're taking the dare. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Sadly, I don't think people have even pitched that long. It's like, no. um, yeah. Well, I don't, DeGrom I, goes pretty long in games, doesn't he? Like, he he does, but I think long now is maybe seven innings. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, well, oh, my gotta God. Get Edwin, like, you got to get Edwin Diaz in there sometime. Oh, my God. Sorry. 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 Yeah, it is what it is, man. He, he he's, he's terrible, and they still wrote him. Like, I was riding the wave of the first Mets win, and Diaz got the save, and like, oh, man, this looks great. And Diaz was one strike away. <laughs> <laughs> and then the typical Diaz, he's, he's back to his old form, hmm. um, and it was just – Is his it, stuff it, still there? Because he was huh? – for 90s with Seattle, if I remember right. It, it it looked that first game, it looked like his stuff was there. And even last year, you know, it's stuff. I don't know if it's like maybe people are catching up with his fastball. Maybe the, the velocity is gone, but it doesn't, it, it, it's not equating to uh, positive results, <laughs> not equating the saves. Exactly. And he's a guy you just, you, you can't put him out there. And then Familia, who's still here, it's like, all right. Do you trust him too? I mean, he's like he's more of a setup guy now, but in in the world now, we're pitching guys don't go as long as they used to. You don't want to burn out arms. You don't want everybody getting Tommy John surgery. It's I I I I don't know what we do, and it just everybody in the bullpen sucks. Everybody just there's no. I mean, the only constant as long as I've been watching Met games, it's probably Julio Lugo, who's more of a long reliever, hmm. you know? If, if it makes you feel any better, and I don't know this is very small consolation, but every single pitcher in the Mets bullpen is orders of magnitude better than Craig Kimbrell is right now. <laughs> that is a horror show, just watching yeah. him try to put together. Like, like Craig Kimbrell right now does not get swings and misses on the curveball. Like, he has not gotten a single batter offering yet. So they just take every curve he throws because he rarely throws them for strikes. And then mm-hmm. they wait until he comes down the middle, even with 97, and then they, they demolish it. Uh, Kimbrell has gotten this year, I think, five outs total and has already given up six runs. Oh, man. So his ERA is probably like, what, five maybe? Oh, it's, 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 well, it's above nine at this point now. It's, uh, <sighs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're not that bad. I, I definitely understand. Yeah, that. Yeah, good, yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you are not like little Alex watching the ninth inning with the <laughs> orange things forcing your eyes open. Screaming, it's a sin. It's a sin. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but it's, 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 it, 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 it 
it's it's it it's it's bad. Like well, like oh, yeah. like you know, pitching's not the same. I remember um I did an episode on my podcast. I did I cover we covered the Yankees with um AG White, another comic. He's an old Yankee fan. I don't know if you remember um if this happened in Chicago too, is the uh, Yankees versus the White Sox in nineteen ninety, Andy Hawkins. Yes. For the Yan- he pitches a no hitter and lose. I, I heard now they took it out the record books because he pitched I think not I think, did he I pitch think it was eight innings? Only went eight because there wasn't a bottom of the ninth. So yeah, it, yeah. It, at some but it's one of the weird. I remember watching that game as a kid because I, you know, mm-hmm. that's when my fandom first started. So I watched, you know, as a New Yorker, probably as you as being a Chicago native, you have a second team. Yeah. So like, you know, I I just watched because I like baseball. So it was like if the Yankees are on, like one of the, I remember like I consume so much baseball. The Mets like say the Mets would play at Shea against, you know, Cincinnati. And then the Yankees would be in Oakland on the West Coast. And, like, I watched six, seven hours of baseball. Yeah, extra game. Absolutely. It's great. Yeah, like a double header. And I'm, like, yeah. I'm up, like, at midnight just watching baseball. And, like, um, I remember just watching. It was just such a weird game. It was one of – I don't think it's – no, no, because this was an old – I can't remember. I, but it was just – it was just one of those games, just so many errors on the Yankees' part. And, you know, <laughs> just Andy Hawkins, just either he walked to somebody or struck out somebody. Yeah. Just, yeah it I was one of those things. Because I remember yeah. hearing that somebody threw a no-hitter and lost. And that yeah. was a, a year where the White Sox got good for the first time in, in several years. So it was like that, just letting you know that. Yeah, it was still, was I remember, I think, I, if I remember the players right, it was like Harold Baines, yep. Carlton Fisk. Yes. Uh, uh, Scott Fletcher. Oh yeah, Fletcher was their second baseman. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to because like off top, I remember all this dumb stuff. <laughs> I'm cursed with the same memory. I want to say Robin Ventura. Ventura. Was there, his, right? Yeah, that might have been his rookie year. year. I want to say yeah. that was his first season, and he was yeah. pretty good. Because I remember they still had those old uniforms. It, right. This was before right. the uh, the black. They went they went black. Right, and the so. big tail C on the helmets. I remember yeah, that. and the old uh, old Comiskey Park. Yes, which was, um, yeah. yeah, which was uh, one of those like, you know, like I, like one of the things like I love like your um, ballpark because I'm a ballpark nerd too. And like mm-hmm. just to go because baseball is the only sport where your surroundings, not as far as weather, like football, the weather affects things, but like just how a ballpark is an advantage. <laughs> you can build a team to your home ballpark. It's yeah, like that short yeah. right field portion Yankee Stadium, the right. Ivy and Wrigley Field. Yeah, the Monster um, in Fenway. The Monster. Uh, there's so many, the fountains in Kansas City. Right. Yeah. There's just so many cool things about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. if like we go to Ken's apartment and you have like a, a lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I would not put it past the Marlins to put a big lava lamp in the outfield sometime. Oh, yeah, they're going to do They already have a nightclub in there, right? They have yeah. a nightclub. Yeah. It would, everything is there but baseball. They have a pool, Pretty much, yeah. a and nightclub. You have a team with the Marlins. Do you blame them for wanting to distract yeah. baseball? Yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely not the same. But the, just to see these like, just to see like the tradition of baseball and how the, you know, everything, the ballparks and come into play. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what is your favorite ballpark? Let's just keep going. With well, as a, as a biased, biasly, I would say city mm-hmm. just biased. I mean, like I one. love looking at the, the ballpark ratings 
and one ballpark I visited, was it 2016? Um, yeah, I think it was 2016. Um, who's always rated number one is PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was one of those trips. It was me and a couple of buddies. It was one of those trips because Pittsburgh, you know, car-wise is, is pretty far from New York. You know what I'm saying? It, it's mm-hmm. a, maybe a six-and-a-half-hour ride. Yeah. And it's the first time doing it. So whenever you do something for the first time, there's always bumps in it because you've never done it before. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I remember leaving our house at 8, and we stopped in Philly, which we probably didn't have to, but we stopped in <laughs> Philly to get cheesesteaks and stuff like that. So uh-huh. it's like, yeah, that kind of took an hour off. Yeah. <laughs> and an hour so, off ride and about a year off your life. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time we get to, you know, we're going from Eastern PA to Western PA and like, you know, it's like, damn, when are we getting, and I'm, I'm the driver. Cause I, I drive my friends, they're licensed drivers, but you know, living in New York, like I said, I lived in a place where like a car was an advantage. They didn't drive. So I drove basically the whole trip. And, um, we probably get there because once I get there, I remember buying, um, pre parking tickets off the stuff up, but we couldn't find the damn parking garage. <laughs> it was, it was so weird. So I'm just looking around and it was, um, Pittsburgh This had to be, I know this was on a week. I think it was on a Saturday and the city of Pittsburgh, I guess it, it was just empty. <laughs> I guess because a game was going on or we went, we went on Memorial Day weekend. So it was the Pirates are the only game in town. It wasn't like the Steelers were doing anything either. But I remember the city being empty and just driving and just getting lost a bit, even though no matter how much GPS you have, no matter, you know, it's not like you can go to the ballpark and park in front of the ballpark. (laughs) So you have to look around. So you park, you know, the bridges are right there. So we park across from the bridges and I think we go up some weird, uh, building garage to park in the parking lot and then we have to walk across the bridges one of the best walks in baseball one of the yeah oh yeah that that view is breathtaking yeah so it took us a bit you know just just not knowing everything it took some time off our life like you said and we got there probably at a fifth inning and uh, the Mets uh, I think Harvey was on the mound and they were they were getting their ass (laughs) So, (laughs) so we probably stayed for a good I don't think we stayed for the whole game. I think we got there at the fourth and left at the eighth because it was like, all right, we got a, we got a, how do we got a long ride ahead of us? So we didn't stay there. I wish we got there earlier, but I got to see around that, that ballpark is beautiful, man. It's, yeah. I went to PNC in 2003 and one of my distinct memories of it uh, is uh, in one of the games, my friend M and I had seats in the first section of the upper deck just behind the plates. And nice. like, when you step outside in, into the seating bowl and you take that kind of first look of where you see the expanse of the field and then the, the big 21 foot high wall and right field. And then right beyond that is the river and the bridges and then the skyline yeah. for all that. And the just skyline that, and uh, best view in probably the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just look into that thinking, I want to have my honeymoon in this ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> Very, yeah. It's, it's possible. Cause I mean, at the time the pirates were so bad. I, yeah. I think there's, there's still not. Yeah. They still, it's, it's funny. Cause I remember like they haven't been the same since those, I guess those, uh, Bonilla years. Yeah. Oh, really? And or maybe the McCutcheon years spasm, were okay. Yeah. That spasm yeah. of competence in the mid 2010s, but yeah, they've never yeah. gotten close the way they did in the early nineties. And, 
Yeah, yeah. got one of the absolute jewel ballparks and showcase ballparks in baseball, and they can mm -hmm. never show it off because the team is so bad and they spend no money on it. Yeah, it's it's really it's 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 a shame, sort of. I mean, not as our you know, not for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, to be bad. I, I'm fine with <laughs> um, yeah. my, my favorite PNC Park memory is Jake Arrieta shutting him out in the one gamer in 2015. But uh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just in terms of as a baseball fan, I would certainly like to see at least one postseason where they go deep and you get to see yeah. PNC in a World Series. So if there's a reason why they're voted the number one uh, yeah. park. Yeah. I also had their uh, what's the sandwich with the French fries? Oh, the Pramonti <laughs> brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I had that one. I don't think it was as I don't think it was I don't I don't recall it being that good. Maybe it's weird for me, but I don't recall uh, yeah, it being that. My impression good. is is tasting the sandwich and going, "Why are you doing this?" Yeah, it was like, "All right, yeah, like, well, let's stuff everything in there." Yeah. Yeah. Unnecessary. I think I found a couple of M&Ms in there. <laughs> <laughs> and M&M the wrapper, it's uh Yeah, it's just uh, just <laughs> just just uh -huh. stuff that didn't need to be in there, but I I I see the concept looks cool, but I I, I don't remember. Maybe if I try it again. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly something that people swear by in that area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what is the one thing about City Field that you miss the most with, you know, obviously not being able to go to games this year? Like, is there one particular feature or one particular aspect of it that you find that, oh, man, I wish I could experience that again right now? I guess the promotion. <laughs> Good one. That's fair. It's, it's one of those things because, like, the Mets always get that rep compared to Yankees as being really Bush league. <laughs> well, the Yankees aren't, the Yankees are like the no fun league. They're like the, the, the they're, they're like the old, uh, I want to just say the old uh, priest of the old, just, just an old wrinkled old man. <laughs> like, like in New York, it's, you know, since we have two teams, the, the older teams are more traditional teams. Like the Yankees don't have these theme nights. It's like, Oh, come to Macarena night at the stadium. Like, no, we don't do that. They don't, <laughs> They don't do that. They 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 are where they are because of their mm -hmm. tradition. The Same thing, thing with is, the job. If I can interrupt to just the flow for a second, and as as it relates to us at Outsports, the Yankees still do not throw an official quote unquote Pride Night. Uh, they yeah. have they've had a Stonewall celebration last year, and they they contribute money to like a Stonewall scholarship, so they support the community, but they still won't officially call it a Pride Night the way the Mets do. Yeah, the mask mask it up and maybe some ties with like you know other you know organizations they yeah. probably don't want to acknowledge it the way it should be acknowledged right, right. you know like the right. mets have pride night and yeah. um yeah and stuff like that they have it they have a they did a lot of for pride night too i think they had like a concert and like hmm. something but they have they have everything they'll cover every uh <laughs> night no matter what it's like they 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 like um 2015 i did uh, the mets had for three years straight they had a sleepover <laughs> That's awesome. And that's, it is what it's kind of, um, if you can, YouTube a clip of uh, Mike Francesa trashing it. It, it is the <laughs> funniest thing. He's ripping it a new one. Of course. <laughs> and yeah. he's ripping it in the way, like, not like he's angry. Like somebody just dropped. It's it's one of those. Yeah, I think he has to read because I think the, the fan was still a Mets um affiliate station they didn't switch they didn't switch the yank they didn't take the yankees on for maybe two two or three years ago with the fan in new york was always the mets uh station but um they took because um CV, i think cbs bought the fan and then like but the mets were still on cbs 
I mean, we're still on the fan, but still recently the Yankees are on the fan now and the Mets are on like AM radio. <laughs> so if I'm listening to drive, like I'm one of those old school guys who still listen to the radio from driving. So it's on AM frequency and it sounds like shit. So it's like, <laughs> it's really bad. But like, like, the, like, all right, what am I reading? He's like, I think reading a promotion is like, wait, hold up, a sleepover? <laughs> and he's reading, like, what, like, are you kidding? It's the funniest thing. If, if you look it up, it, it's hilarious. He goes probably a good five, six minutes just ran. It's like, really? Are you kidding? Wow. <laughs> it's just like a sleepover. What do you get, kid? What do you get out this thing? I am shocked that Mike Francesa would object to something that's funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's so funny, man. Um, how, how was well, the experience I, at sleep overnight? Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. It's, it's, it's fun. I still have pictures on it on my Facebook. So, um, we, the sleepover thing, it's, I think it's the third year. They stopped it after. I'm glad I got to attend it before it left. Hmm. Yeah. Most people, most people that know me make fun of me of going to dumb stuff anyway. So it's okay. like, I, it's like, yeah, but, um, I remember, I think me, it was me my brother-in-law and his kids. So, um, it was like, all right, it's an event. Let's, let's go. So we bring tents. A friend of mine lends us a tent because I'm not an outdoors guy and neither being from New York, we're not outdoors huh. people. So um, a friend of mine lends us a tent. Um, I had a sleeping bag from back in the day. Oh, I, no, my friend lends me is I don't have a sleeping bag. Um, my brother-in-law is him and his kids because they're, you know, kids, they have sleeping bags. So bring out sleeping bags, a tent, go in we enter we can stay on the field the the setup another thing i ruined it it rained that day oh geez so out of all the times we go it gets ruined i remember i think our tickets were 80 bucks my niece because she's at the time seven was 25 or 30 bucks and my nephew who was three and under who was three um didn't have to pay Hmm. so um sleepover tent bags uh we get in the deal with the sleepover the experience is also be you can set up your tent in the outfield around the warning track you can play like kids you know families bone gloves you know baseballs not bats <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a different kind that would be a warrior yeah. sleepover yeah. <laughs> no alcohol is served at all because good idea know. yeah <laughs> great idea <laughs> Yeah, um, but you can buy concessions that are open. Um, Candy, you get candy was part of the package. (laughs) Out of all things, you had to pay for your typical twenty dollar hot dog and ten dollar soda, and you know, (laughs) wind wind the kids up with sugar and then tell them to sleep. Yeah, but the candy was part of your included in your package, so there was a long line for candy and stuff, and I think coffee was included. So. you can get your candy there while you're there. I think the gates opened at five o'clock, maybe. Okay. While you're there, part of the experiences was uh, you watched the seven, the Mets were playing in Atlanta against the Braves. And this was a cool time. It was a 2015 season. We didn't see the season coming to be, you know, national league champs. So um, 2015, um, yeah, the Mets, the Mets were playing the Braves. Um, we got to watch it on the big screen. Um, so that game, I, I think the Mets won that game. 
I could be wrong, but yeah, but it doesn't matter. So the Mets, you know, we're watching the game on a big screen while we have all the other distractions. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Met, oh, because it's a, you know it's a family affair. Uh-huh. Mr. Met's there parading around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Met. Um, right. Also, um, remember the city field is more like very kid friendly, and with the world we live in now, we have all these distractions. With you know, you have the playground area and right. the kids baseball there's an arcade there's a you know what i'm saying there's a you know gym you know like a kid's you know kitty park and there's like all these other things so you can play around in there walk around the stadium i got a cool picture of me in the dugout so that was nice. that was cool to do um so the mets like i said after the mets game um you know they show a kid-friendly movie um the lego movie they show the Lego movie. People of this is around. Um, remember the game ended at probably like 10, a little after 10, 10.30. So they give us some time and then the movie airs maybe around 11. And I was cool because that's, I think the first time I seen bits and pieces of the Lego movie. I was like, all right, I can watch the Lego movie in peace. <laughs> <laughs> but it rained. Ugh. Like I said, it was off and on rain. So it was raining. I remember like... Um, I think my brother-in-law and my niece went to sleep. Me and my nephew just stayed on the field and watched the Lego movie, but it started to drizzle and pour. So we ended up in the thing and just watching the watching the end of the movie. And then because of the rain, the all of uh, the fans were forced off the field <laughs> <laughs> into the um, the gate the the mezzanine and gate areas so we had to sleep on a hard concrete uh, floor uh-huh. i didn't sleep <laughs> good lord i didn't sleep it was the most comfortable day. and i've slept in some bad areas i used uh-huh. to work uh, a overnight shift uh in a in a kid's group home <laughs> <laughs> so i know how to sleep on chairs and sleep on benches and stuff <laughs> but this i did not sleep at all I, it, it was like watching the outfield and the dark and dreary outfield and the light rain reminded me of watching the movie The Fan with Robert De Niro, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of my favorite movies. I remember I, I, I was late to the game. I knew about the, the, the movie all the time, but I never sat down and watched it. And I probably maybe a year or two before that, I finally watched it. And, and just, it was just such a bad, especially being baseball fans and detailed fans, how bad that movie was. And there was literally a knife uh, fight in the middle of it. <laughs> you know, like, and, as John Cruck gets game stabbed. The Giants and Dodgers, sure. Yeah, John Cruck gets stabbed. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe and that's what it reminded me of. I remember that movie being so dark. Mm. Like there's no light in the bed. I just remember pouring rain. Usually wow. realistically that game gets called or that yep. game gets delayed. <laughs> and I think he's like like um De Niro's like, if he doesn't hit a home run, I will kill your son. He has a son tied up or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you saw it, you saw it, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just oh man, I would watch it again because there's so many errors in that movie too. There's so many. It was just a bad, bad movie, but it's just fun as a baseball nerd, just calling out things and just uh, like Wesley at this, like pitch the ball, I gotta save us. 
so so the fan is the first thing on your mind after watching the lighting. because it's so dark it's yeah. dreary and you can't have the lights on because people are trying to sleep yeah. but it's the oh, most i like i if i can reverse something that day i just wish the weather wasn't bad or else it would be i would celebrate that experience yeah. forever so, yeah so i got to take a you, you got to take a picture for, with uh yeah go ahead i'm sorry so, so you set out for just a night of family fun uh <laughs> It's something just a really pleasant memory to have with the kids. The Lego movie. Yeah. And you end up unable to sleep on a concrete floor while looking out and picturing a Robert De Niro stalker movie. <laughs> a John Crump getting were, stabbed. You, that night, we're living in a metaphor for the 2020 Mets season, Johnny Mac. Uh, yes, yes, it, it really was. And it was, but it was just, I just, I, I um, John Franco was taking pictures with people. So I got a pick cool. with John Franco, which was which was cool. Um, Worth it. Yeah. And, um, and just, um, we got, you know, free sleeping. Actually, like I take back the sleeping, but they gave us a sleeping bag as part of the package, hmm. sleeping bag, a pillow. Cause it was sponsored by sleepies and <laughs> a lot of sleep product, you know, product placement around. So in which I'm, I'm makes honestly sense. shocked that uh, Jeff Wilpon wasn't at the entrance collecting the sleeping bags back on your way out. <laughs> yeah, just got to pay for Bartolo, guys. Sorry. I know. <laughs> but um, another fun thing was, um, yeah, after the Lego movie and not being able to sleep, uh, we had breakfast, <laughs> which was uh, donuts nice. sponsored by uh, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> So donuts and coffee, something that you probably buy on a typical New York day at Penn Station, <laughs> was our breakfast. The finest for, for their yeah, no, no bagel sandwiches, <laughs> just just a twelve pack of donuts. It's like if you worked at a New York office and like these Dunkin' Donuts were laying around <laughs> for like ten days and munchkins. And so that's what we got, and we end up leaving. We they they ran us out maybe like eight nine in the morning. So uh, Johnny Mac, anything you would like to plug while I still got you here? Uh, rooting for laundry. You're going to be on a future episode. We're going to cover the Cubs. Uh, definitely a timeline of we'll cover the 89 season. We'll My cover. Guys. Yeah, we'll cover Rhino, Zimmer. Rhino, Sandberg. Yes. I mean, um, um, Rhino, Dawson, Dawson. Gracie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to mark great. We're going to cover all those guys and we're going to have a blast, man. And it's all about, it, um, yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure, like, in a couple of, uh, Probably within a three or four week span, if if you're available, <laughs> I think I'll be around somehow. Yeah, but yeah, you're definitely my Cubs guy. I had fun having um, Adam on um, for the Bulls. That was yes. that was Adam on the wall. Our, our yeah, hot here too. Yeah, so um, that's you know, and then to, just to look at the Cubs just tradition, the you know Wrigley, um, the Ivy, all that. We're gonna cover all that, bro. Oh, you will <laughs> dive deep into my neurosis, buddy. Yeah, scare <laughs> the hell out of you. I think. Uh, Certainly will. Uh, and when does each new episode drop? Of Rudy uh, I usually on a Mondays. Awesome. Mondays. So uh, Mondays we go. We do live. Um, I use Streamyard. So live replay you can catch on YouTube and Facebook and audio on all streaming platforms through via Anchor. So it's a fun if you're a diehard sports fan like we are, and you like to or figure out why do you root for this team. <laughs> like you know if you're. Uh, you know, a Kansas City Royal fan from Florida. Why? How did that become to be? I don't know, but we're going to find out. <laughs> Probably a good story behind that. And this yeah. has been nothing but good stories, Johnny Mac. Thank you for joining me. Yo, thank you, man. And, and hope to see you soon. And hope we, this, 
if we're all alive, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely come out there and hopefully we get to hook up and yep. have and some fun. I hope to be back at City Field sometime whenever that also becomes a thing as well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, my brother. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you.